and this is 187 on a mother Wednesday. What's <laughs> up, Josh? How you doing, man? Oh, man, the big 187. And it feels like a really big 187, too, you know? It is for you guys. Um, I yeah. think today it's kind of like a, a special little anniversary for uh, <sighs> you and Eric. And It yeah. is, you know, and, and unfortunately, Eric could not be with us tonight. He had some stuff going on. But um, it's really weird that this ends up being the fifth anniversary of Get Valiant. And the only reason why I know this is because the first year, Eric had made a, he had say, he had made a comment like, oh, it's been one year since we just started Get Valiant. And there was like a little image that I had saved. It came back up on my Facebook today. And I was like, holy shit, like five years, you know? Where has five years gone of doing this podcast? Um, who knows, you know, but uh, it's pretty cool, man. Like, motherfucker. Had to do it just for the sake of Eric. We were talking about Eric a little <laughs> bit. Had to do it. Had to do it. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Keep on going, buddy. Yeah. All I was going to say is it's really cool that this has gone on for five years. Uh, you know, we have such an awesome fan base that we're a part of. And we're, we're glad that, you know, people check us out. If we didn't have anyone watching this or listening to us, we wouldn't even be here, man. So it, everything is made possible because of the support of our friends who watch this. So thank you. That's right. I mean, I think we're coming up on like a year or maybe even longer since I've jumped on now. And it, it's been fun, man. I appreciate you guys having me jump on the ride and uh, yeah. get well, in the audience. I was yeah. going to say, if nothing else, you know, it's a way of, of improving the episode. Um, it's good to have another perspective, especially since I do feel like Eric and I, if you've, if, I mean, for anyone who's been listening for like four or five years, you, you'd be like, God, these two guys think too much alike sometimes. And I still think even now, like if me and Eric differ, it's like just like a fraction of a point. So it's good to have another voice, you know, because otherwise it does sometimes feel like me and Eric like everything. You know, and not saying that you that you I don't like everything. everything. I hate yeah. everything. <laughs> but I, I also think sometimes we all get to talk about the books, and it helps actually change the perspective a little bit. Where like someone will be like, "Yeah, what about like all these things that you might have missed?" Like, "Oh yeah, fucking that's right, I did miss all those things," you know. Or like the fact that we do get to talk about the books, and it just kind of helps you feel like understand like where you're coming from when you score it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's all cool, it's, you know. And hopefully, we do five more years of this. And that's it. And then we're done. Yeah. I hope we keep the five years. Um, and hopefully, we, you know, good stories like this. It's Scott saying we helped him through his family's house flooding, right? Oh. Can, you know, and, you know, that things like that suck with life that happen, right? And that's the way I look at my comic books is an escapism. Um, mm-hmm. It's really – I enjoy it, but it's really – an escapism. It's a, I do this because I love talking about them because it's something to do. It escapes my mind from my day-to-day job. So it's something different. And it, it's really a pleasure to sit and talk around these books and enjoy, enjoy something we're doing and talk about something positive. Um, even if we're negative about what we're doing positive, but no, I think for genuinely we enjoy the books and I think we give them a fair shot. Um, I think, you know, if, if it's a bloodshot book, you know, Eric's going to love it because it's bloodshot. Um, Which is so weird that he's not here, you know, for this. Honor, he stood me up on our anniversary like that. You know, I can't even. I can't divorce. Even doghouse. He's going to be on the couch for some time, you know. Uh, but 
it is what it is. So yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of comic books, uh, lots of lots of books. I think last week was a really good. I mean, there wasn't really a Valiant book, but it was a huge new comic book day. Oh, I know. Like it was like Matt Kent Day was what it kind of was. It was, two, it was a couple of different things because I was like. I think a lot of people were waiting for Berserker to finally drop, and that came out last week. And that's the book. For people who don't know, it's Matt Kent with Keanu Reeves writing it too. Or maybe it's just like Keanu's idea. I don't know. It, but um, it was also, I think the one that a lot of us were really excited about, it was, it was also Bad Idea Day. It was the day that Bad Idea finally dropped their first book, which was ENIAC, written by Matt Kent also. Yes. And, for, and I think like, it's, you know, we're never going to like beat around the bush with it. Like it's obvious, like, you know, we're probably going to be excited about the, the bad idea books. You know, we like Dinesh and Warren and Josh and Hunter and, you know, we've, we've met all those guys. So they're like friends and we're going to be supportive of those books. You know, did you read it? I did. I did. Uh, definitely read it. You know, it, and, and I want to, I want to jump to Berserker. We were on Berserker for a second. Yeah. Did you get a chance to read it? I did. So what characters did you feel came out during that? I, I, I had two real characters there that I kept like, oh my God, it's, 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 if you cross those two, if those two had a baby, there it is. God, you know, I don't know about two. I mean, to me, it just felt like an unkillable John Wick. And John Wick's already kind of like unkillable, but it was like a John Wick with powers. Yeah. And, you know, is I mean, it was a bloodbath of a book, but that's what I got out of it. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's, it's Keanu kind of, like, channeling a little bit more of, like, the, the John Wick, which I actually think is a good character for him. Yeah. So I really more- picked up two characters. Two characters, right? This guy who's 8,000 years old. This guy who's on killable guns, violence. It was Eternal Warrior and Bloodshot. Yeah. <laughs> ah. I mean, that's really, really what I thought. Eternal Warrior Bloodshot. That's that's what we got there. It was really I, I enjoyed it. It was very surface level. Hopefully it gets to be more. But for a first issue, it was pretty good. Eighty thousand copies, yeah. And then one point three million dollars on the Kickstarter. Um, so I mean I did back it, so don't think I'll be getting all the floppies when I got uh, a hardcover that's going to come. But when you really get to it, that's really what I, I I was like, oh my god, at the very end. Okay, this is Eternal Warrior and Bloodshot in one character. So Yeah, you know, I actually told myself I wasn't going to buy a copy of Berserker because I was like, I don't really buy Boom. And I and like it's crazy how successful that thing is. And I was like, I'm just gonna wait until it's like in a discount bin somewhere. Like someone's gonna order it. I'll pick up a copy for a buck. But then I wanted a not second printing of a book that came out last week. Yes. And, and I was like, oh, I really want to get that. I heard there's an extra page in this book that doesn't have a uh, – that the first printing – not in the first printing, but in the second printing had this, this extra page. So I was like, I got to get that. Found a retailer that had that book, and there was nothing else I wanted. <laughs> and they wouldn't – and I had to make that, like, minimum sales amount. Yeah. So I bought, like um, – I bought, like, two variants of Berserker. Oh, so nice. I fed into it. Sorry. Yeah. I'm part of those 600,000 plus copies that were sold. Dude, that's, but, uh, I think I went and got one as well. And then the, the other book I picked up that I actually really enjoyed was Noctera. 
Well, Scott oh, Snyder. You know I I had backed the Kickstarter, and then at the last minute, I pulled out of it because I was like, I don't give a shit about this book at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I hate it. And I I don't do that ever. I that's the only time I've ever like withdrawn my pledge on a book. But I was just like, why am I backing this? Like, I feel it was one of those things where I, I did it, and I was like, am I just backing it because it's Scott Snyder and making the book? I'm not like a huge Scott Snyder fan. Yeah. So I was like, no. It wasn't bad though. I, I actually appreciated that one. I thought it was pretty good. So good first yeah. issue. Uh, I didn't even see the Kickstarter on it, but I saw the first issue. So going there for uh, a little bad idea, getting that uh, first print. So yeah. Well, um, I had a, a hell of a time with my uh, purchase of a Eniac One. If we have a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Do, so did you get it day of or? Yeah, I got day of. So okay. like, and like a lot of people. I was like, I really want to get the button. So if you guys don't know, I'm sure a lot of people already know this shit. So this is like, why am I even repeating it? But just for the sake of the conversation. Yeah, you know, Bad Idea had this promotion with the button. And they needed to get their 2 billion clicks. And they got it. And then it was like, okay, the books will be coming out. Like, you know, so much after the time that we finally got that last click in. And, you know, it's the guys that ran Valiant, you know. And those guys were always so cool about doing things for the fans. We always got gold books. We get gold books now, too. You know, but they brought that was something that they brought back when they brought back Valiant, and I think that that the what they're doing is kind of similar with the gold button. So if you were the first person to buy Aniac at the shop, you got a gold button that says Aniac One, and I was like, I want to get one because first off, I think the world of those guys, and I and I hey, obviously I still love Valiant, but like there's other books out there too, and I'm really excited for what Bad Idea is. Just because I've looked at the previews of all these books, they look fucking awesome. Okay, pardon right. my language, but they look awesome, and I'm really excited for them. You know, and I like Matt Kent's work. And yeah, three books. That came, he had a third book that came out last week. Fear Cave, talk, yeah, yeah. And I bought the first issue of that too, yeah. um, and that was good. So uh, it was, I think he had three books with three publishers, but I got out super early because. I saw someone on the Bad Idea page who was like camping out, uh, Jonah Harris, who uh, he's a Valiant fan too, but he was camping out the whole night from his comic shop. He spent be the 14 hours, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, is this what this is going to be? And I was, so I was talking to my wife and I was like, I really want to do this. I it would mean the world to me to be able to do it. And it just so happened that she could work from home that day. Oh. And, and she and we had kids over for school because Wednesdays are a day that my kids have to do school at home and their friends come over every other Wednesday. It was this Wednesday they came over. My wife did everything while doing her own job. And so I got to go out really early and wait in line at the mall. <laughs> and I went around the mall to every door. It was still dark out, checking all the doors. Nothing was open. I was like, okay, I'm at the main door. I'll be good. Freezing super cold and like when nine o'clock hit they open a, a door by the movie theater i didn't i didn't know this until then I, I go over to that door and someone had came into the mall right before i got in you know for like 10 minutes before i got in and i was talking to them and 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 they were just like yeah i just got here you know like 10 minutes ago and i was like oh i've been here for like three hours <laughs> but i wasn't going to be pushy about it you know i would just talk to the shop you know when it was when they opened up and the kid working in the shop was like, oh, it's, it's this dude. This dude was here first. And he got the button. And I was just kind of, I was unhappy about it. 
and I sent a, a very unhappy uh, message to the people that opened that own the shop. And I wasn't like mad at anybody, but I was just like, this is like the shittiest situation because I was outside for hours. This dude showed up. He didn't know you. He didn't know you different, you know. But here's where like the whole thing takes a really valiant twist. Was like I, I was mad and I was really frustrated. I didn't even read. I didn't even read Enyaq for like a long time in the day because I was so mad about the whole thing. But the next day, I got this message from the comic shop, and they're like, "Hey, something got dropped off at the shop for you," and I didn't think much of it. And for people who are you know watching this. I, I went to the shop last weekend because I, I had I was out with my son. It was his birthday, and my son got to discover wrestling finally. He's oh, he's only yes. seven. That's a whole different conversation. Yes. He loves wrestling though now. <laughs> but uh, I was like, hey, let's go swing by the shop. There's something there supposedly, you know, for me. You know, let's see what it is. And uh, this won't show up great on the screen, but um, apparently the guy who got the button. He felt bad about the entire mix-up because he was in line first for himself when the doors opened. And I was on the other side of the mall waiting, you know, but he felt bad. And so he left a 9.8 signature series signed by Steven Segovia, Shadow Man 1 metal cover uh, just for the shop to give to me. Show it he, up there? Yeah. So, like, right here. Uh. Oh, and let that's me tell a, you, my favorite one of the, the middle covers, too. And let me tell you how floored I was because I was just like, wow, like I was a little mad. You know, I didn't try to cause a stink. You know, it's not my, it's not his fault, you know. And on the back, there's a message and it says, I heard you're a huge Valiant fan. I felt a bit bad about the other day. Anyways, thanks for the pin. I'll see you at the next one. Much love, James. And, uh, he is like the co-CEO or CEO. I don't know if he's the CEO. He's something um, for an online retailer called Hive Comics. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. And uh, they do like a bunch of variant covers for a lot of different books. And I actually know his partner pretty well. I've been buying and selling books to his, his uh, partner for the last couple of years. In fact, he bought a bunch of my heart, my deluxe edition Valiant books when I sold them. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So it's it it kind of a small world, but I was like, it is one of those things where I felt so bad that I, and I, I even messaged him on Facebook. I was like, I hope you didn't feel like you had to do that, you know, but you know, thank you. And I told him, I was sorry if uh, anything I had said was rude or out of line because, you know, that's an expensive book he gave me. I don't know. Nobody knows yet what the buttons are going to do. Right. But I mean, I would imagine I don't, I don't own any metal book just, I mean, I don't own any of the Valiant Metal covers. They've always just been kind of like too pricey. But uh, these are like a $300 book, graded, signed. 9.8. I mean, yeah, maybe even least. more. Yeah, yeah. With that, that's pretty good, dude. Yeah, that so turns I, out uh, it was a sad story, a pretty awesome story. Yeah, it, it turns like a, a really bad moment where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm so mad. I don't know if I should be mad. And my wife was like, I would be mad. <laughs> Well, you could I'm still like, go buy a button for 750 bucks on eBay. Yeah, you know, and I mean, like, holy crap. It reminded me so much of when Divinity 1 dropped. And people were like, oh, Divinity, like, did you get your 1 in 40 covers? Oh, they're now selling for a crazy amount of money. Or, like, even, like, Savage, when the first Savage was Oh, gosh, out. yes. Yep. Um, and I remember I had to work so hard just to get a Savage number 1 variant 
it was yeah. like a crazy amount of work just to get one from mid midtown oh man so, dude but i i'm pumped up that you got it man so yeah you know and I, and you know honestly like if for anyone listening if you haven't checked out the bad idea books like they're rad yeah. um, hive comics has a facebook page too you should check them out i'm pretty happy with them yeah check out hive <laughs> comics i was pumped up because i went to the store to do it and right in front of me was a guy from valiant fan stephen coates and so it's just like dude like and it was a store that neither one of us normally frequent um to have that happen, like kind of run into a Valiant fan, both buying the Bad Idea book. Um, I, I do think it, it is uh, the Valiant family is what we always kind of have said. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, it's pretty true. That's kind of the way everybody's always kind of looked at it. And uh, it's 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 cool. It's good books. It's good creators. It's good p- team. Um, it's the Valiant people that, were, that we were with with Valiant for, what, five years? I mean, mm-hmm. 2012 to 2018. And... Yeah. So there's still a connection there and it's you know we we wish those guys luck and support them and we're still supporting valiant obviously doing this podcast so yeah um you know you know yeah. the one thing that like i think kind of added to my bad day <laughs> and if i would have stayed off social media i think i would have had i would have had would have been okay with everything you know but everybody that i associate like i talk to like i talk to a lot of people online um like you and i talked to chris anderson old moose you know and and our friend Todd Lewis, you know, and a bunch of people. And I'll show them their gold buttons. <laughs> yeah, and they all got gold buttons. And I was like, I'm gonna get one too. I was even like, I was even in an image that Dinesh retweeted or reposted. Where he's like, look at all these people camping out for their buttons. And I was like, and I wanted to be like, you can just delete me. I didn't get it. Because <laughs> some, mean, some, don't some fucking dude cut the line on me. But like, uh, yeah, it's okay. We'll see what happens when like when the next one comes out. Yeah. You know. Faux show. Well, any uh, Valiant news in the last couple of weeks? You know, there actually is a news item that came out last week. It actually came out Wednesday when I was pissed off. Um, <laughs> so I don't think either of us have read the Faith novel that came out, the young adult novel from, uh, was it Julie Murphy who wrote that? I cannot remember. Yeah, the dumpling but, lady. But there's a second Faith novel coming out. Greater so, Heights. Yeah. So I, you know, like I said, like I haven't had the chance to read it. Um, some of the stuff that's come out during the pandemic, I just haven't had the money to, to purchase, you know, even though like my um, Valiant amount of books that I buy has been a little bit smaller. I just hadn't gotten around to that book. And I actually kind of forgot about it for a while until I saw that post on Wednesday. But there's a second book coming out, which makes me really happy because it, it does show that there, there is a market. I haven't heard of anyone. I don't know any, anyone who's read it yet, the first one. But... It seems like it must have been good enough for there to be a second book. It must have had strong enough sales to warrant doing another one of these. Um, I like the fact that Valiant can do novels too. You know, I just bought the audiobook of Bloodshot not too long ago, so I'm really excited to get into that. Oh, I'm excited for you to get into that too. That's that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah that is that is. So hopefully, other mediums. I think it's good to show that. Um, it almost got me to actually reach out and get one of the Funko. Uh, faith pops you know it's like a little sign that faith is doing something so you may want to swoop one of those up because <laughs> we'll see we'll see and, and then know. you can be disappointed that nothing else that's on the back of that ever I, came out dude i you can't see it down here but i got a late christmas present in um the full series of uh the boys funko pops so that, that made it oh boys man. comic fan and boys uh tv show fan really really happy so 
I've been trying not to get too crazy on pops. And I was like, if you just do something I'm really, really into, I'll collect it. So like, I was like, come on, man. Funko pops of Valiant characters. I'm totally about that. When, when the faith one came out, I spent probably like 30 something bucks just to get that one because it was brand new. It was was released at New York comic-con and I had to have it. Yep. And if you look on the back, the about five or six more that are supposed to come out. Yep, at least and a bloodshot, at least a ninja jacket. Shadow Man, yeah. I think, and none of them came out. And yeah. not to not to shit on faith or anything. I I, I love the books. Jody Hauser was a tremendous writer on the character. But I would I think that as far as like those Funkos look, I would have liked any of the other ones more. Right. <clears throat> and so it's just like, oh, what a like letdown that is. It's 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 weird because Faith is probably the most notable, uh, you know, comic uh, outside of Valiant's, you know, little circle. Yeah. And then you have Quantum and Woody, probably the next two, and then it's probably EXO and Bloodshot, right? It's just interesting the way that kind of is within the fandom. I mean, it, it, it's it is different. So, and I think all of us appreciate it, but may have wanted something else a little different. So it yeah. is what it is. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do we want to uh, get into the book that we're here to talk about today? Yes. We can talk about Bloodshot 12. One last shot. One three. last shot. It's a spoiler alert. And that wasn't to go over Eric's voice. He's not even here. But yep. we, uh, we're we going to spoil the crap out of it. It's uh, Bloodshot number 12. One last shot. One shot. 12 issue done last arc let's go um so let me uh share screen get us a little imagery coming up of uh whoops let's not let's do that one there we go blood shot number 12 yeah so this one if you remember last time um bloodshot and k and wiggins they they went to that like underwater like lab or like server place and then they had that fight with zealot and then they popped up and they fought rampage who was going by harmony and then rampage uses abilities to basically take over the minds of uh kt and wiggins so this issue featured them uh you know bloodshot kind of having like let them beat up on him because he's got like you know he's pretty strong he would just mop the floor up with them. But uh, yeah, he had to fight the people from the movie. And then, um, you know, I one thing I think is we finally get kind of like a, a bit of a bloody bloodshot versus rampage fight. And I've been waiting for it for a long time. Well, I don't know how harmony, to feel about harmony. it. Or harmony, yeah. And honestly, I, don't, I kind of don't know how to feel about it because like, I feel like within this storyline, it made sense. It, it, it was building towards that with the last couple of issues. So it didn't disappoint on that aspect. Nothing else happened. We didn't get like an off-panel fight where like KT just like knocked him out or something, you know. But it also reminded me of like if, if we could have had that fight during Bloodshot Salvation, I probably would think a little bit higher of that run overall. Because I do think that the ending of Salvation is rather weak. Right. He gets taken out off-panel. But I don't know, man. Like... I have a little bit of issues with this book, just a little bit. Um, what did you think of the writing? Um, oh, overall, I don't know. I guess not overall, but 
I don't know. It was it was a weird book. I mean, just to close it out the way it closed out, it it seemed like it was it was trying to put you know twenty pounds of turds in a in a ten pound bag, and um, <laughs> I don't mean that negatively. I just mean it was trying to put a lot of information in a short little spot. Like it was there was supposed to be more to the story than what we actually got. I mean, throwing EXO in the way it threw EXO in. Um, and then just this ultimate fight scene with Harmony slash Rampage uh, was pretty cool. Uh, they changed up the way, uh, definitely changed up the way uh, Rampage looked quite a bit. Yeah. With such what I would think is a formidable foe of Rampage, I felt like it just gave quick work to him. And it was it was like okay we did it for you we you know you asked for continuity stuff there you go goodbye yeah. right and so I felt like they needed to keep him around they needed to make it a little bit more you know like having him come in in the very last arc on a three issue arc didn't really do what need I think they could have been done the 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 room to write the room to grow with that character in the fight I just felt like there could have been more there. Um, the way they got taken over with um, Wiggins and KT and then just the way he kind of took out Rampage was kind of cool. The way they're both standing there holding each other's guts with their fist in each other's stomach, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. But, I mean, ultimately I felt like the story was – it felt this issue felt rushed. It felt like it was putting a lot in a little bit of real estate. Yeah, I, I thought like like going off of the beginning of the book – I thought like the, everything with EXO was kind of like unnecessary because at the mm -hmm. very end, he's, he, I mean, at the beginning of the book, he's bitching about bloodshot and nanites and all this kind of stuff. And then at the end of it, he shows up to be like, oh, you know, like you could have just gotten Unity involved and instead you just went off on your own. Like, what do you care? Like, you're not his boss, dude. Like, go, go back, deal with your own green nanites in the ocean, dude. Okay. But it just, to me, it just seemed like he wasn't really needed. He didn't need to be involved in the book really much at all. Uh, except to just like get mad at Bloodshot. Um, I do like the fight. I, like I said, I, I was pretty happy that they, we finally kind of get that because the, the previous runs had shown it, um, kind of building up to that. So I'm glad Rampage and, and Bloodshot fought. Um, he's definitely written to be like, like, because we made this comment last time on the storyline where it was like, oh, you know, like he goes to that, like, it's basically like, like the a rally. Yeah, the rally. Yeah. And it's it's obvious that like it's even in this issue too, like when it brings up things with him, it's just like he's meant to portray like a right wing dickhead. You know, and I'm not saying everybody that's right wing or conservative is a dickhead. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's a right wing dickhead. He's meant to be like like it's not like a, a thing where it's like, oh, we're everybody's cool. <laughs> you know, it's just like he the like the one guy you see that like is a little bit like conservative or swings that way is like a complete prick. So um, it was kind of funny like that where I just thought like yeah they're not beating around the bush on this one at all. No way. Um, you know as much as we have praised Pedro Andreo's art, I did think that there were some kind of wonky panels and pages here and there. Um, I didn't like the page the, like the first page with EXO's. Uh, new armor didn't look very good to me. I know I'm not a big fan of the new armor. Yeah, that's. Ugh. I think I've made that known too with the new armor design. The 
the grunt piece there and yeah yeah i it, i just didn't like it at all yeah and, and you know what like i think he, there was a lot trying to be done and 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 i, and I applaud that um, I appreciate that over a lot of like pale backgrounds of, of simple, simplistic backgrounds um, that it felt like there was a lot of scenery trying to be done to it. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot, lot, lot worse. I, I, I still thought it was, it was fairly good. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, the toll story, it, it just like, again, I think it, it just seemed like this PRS section of it, to reintroduce PRS in just three issues and be done with the, the series just to me didn't seem like that was a great move. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of other open ends with black bar with the burned um, that could have been gone that taken care of. Um, I love that they introduced KT and Wiggins. I think they're, you know, two awesome characters that happen and um, that were from the movie that they introduced. I thought that was awesome. But ultimately, yeah, I do. I, I wanted to see more of Rampage. I wanted to see more of that story happen. Um, like I said, I want to see good villains. I want to see lasting ones that stick around um, and not wipe out so quickly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then like I say, Toll was a weird addition to this. I, you know what I mean? I don't know if he needed he to be was brought just, back. He, he, he just seemed like just like a piece put in just yeah. to be like continuity. There it is. Remember that guy? Remember him? Yeah. Huh? Goal, Mr. Toll. Yep. Um, you know, like, it's just, I think the problem with this book, and I mean, I don't hate this issue. So, like, we, we, we haven't graded it yet or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I overall, my view is positive of it. But I, I feel like what happened here was, like, at some point, they're like, you know what? Tim Seeley is not going to stick around past one year. <laughs> He's gone at, you know, at issue 12. So let's just wrap this shit up, you know, real quick, you know, and put a bow on it. Because we both talked to him in Seattle a couple years ago, and I know that the pandemic changed a whole lot of things for a whole lot of people, Valiant included. But he was a guy who's like, oh, my first year on Bloodshot, I'm going to be doing this, this, and this. And then we're going to do He did do two years. COVID played a role, right? Yeah. Yeah. Time wise, he did two years. Not 24 Uh, issues. wise. mm, Yeah. But not his fault. But I'm just, but you know, the thing is, like, in that time, he has taken on a lot of other roles in, in industry. He's got money shot. He's got a Vampire the Masquerade book. He's got work at Heavy Metal. He's got all sorts of books. He's, He's the a pretty busy guy. Um, the like what the EOC or whatever I see in uh, the editor at Heavy Metal too. Yeah, I mean, so and it just seemed like back then he was just coming off of a little stint at DC. So when mm-hmm. he was coming on this book, it was like, oh man, like he's going to be here for a couple years. He's got plans. Everything changes with this. I'm sure I don't. I haven't even looked at sales on any of these books for like a long time. I don't even know what the sales numbers look like on Bloodshot right now, but it's kind of too bad, you know. Because I think when you when you talk to a writer and they're that excited about it, and I thought like he was really excited to take on Bloodshot. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he was like, "Yeah, my second year, I'm going to do this stuff," and it's like, "Wow, like, this is I can't wait, man." And, and for the most part, I have loved this run. Um, I would say this run, even with this ending, for me, ranked a little higher than Salvation. Nowhere near the first run, or Reborn for that matter. But, I mean, I've had a lot of fun with this. I like a lot of the changes that, that Tim Sleeve brought on board with the character. I like the fact that he made him a little bit more of a, have a little bit more of a personality. 
even though it did seem a little weird, I kind of like the fact that like it makes him a little bit more human though. Like when he's kind of cracking jokes or having opinions or putting someone down, even you know, like I know like some people might not like that, but I don't like it when people just write what everybody else does. I mean, I think it's yeah. I think the easy thing with Bloodshot would just be to write him very emotionless and to not feel anything. But um, you know, I just it would have been cool if we could if we could have an issue thirteen, to be honest. Even with even with what this is, um, we're not going to see the character for a year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I think you have a good point. I do think the ending was better than um, Bloodshot Rising Spirit and oh, Bloodshot. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's reasons why I don't even mention it. It's just I mean like. <laughs> With the exception of a couple of our friends that worked on the book, uh, Ryan Wynn and Elliot Ray Hall, um, I really don't like that book. And <sighs> I hate I hate trashing it because I feel bad for the fact that Ryan worked on it and the fact that Elliot had to like finish so it. So if you had the book in Bloodshots, I mean, I think that's part of it, right? When you're yeah. scoring this up. I mean, I'm looking up booking this, bookending this with Bloodshot Reborn. Right, obviously that's what it is, and then Bloodshot Rising Spirit, right? That's yeah. your that's your bookends, you know, from bad to worse, or from great to Bloodshot Rising Good Spirit, terrible. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, when you look at this overall as a run, I mean, I think like kind of you said, is it kind of towards the middle or what, a little yeah. bit? I think it is the middle, you know, but uh, but a lot of it to me is the is the originality of it, you know, just the fact that like it's not the same thing as like everybody else had done. But I mean, like, you know, looking at it now, it's like, Oh man, PRS totally feels like it just got shoehorned in the end, you know, like, and I feel like that's just how they, and maybe that was like what his plan was to end the book when he was going to end it originally. If he did do it like his second year, like he was saying, maybe he's like, Oh, I'll be doing that. Like at like 22, 23, 24. And instead it's just like, well, pilot in now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I wish there was another arc to go with it, like a good arc of this and then one that just, you know, hit with the conclusion of Rampage and those two going at it at the very end. I think that would have been really, really good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, well, ultimately... Still, I think there's still continuity issues that people have because we haven't seen Magic. We haven't seen Jesse. You know, we don't know about the Bloodshot Squad. We don't know about Bloodhound. And these are things that people have been asking about this entire run so there's still no answer about where those characters are at well let's score up what we thought on this the, this number what 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 turned out to be the full number 12 you know um, um and this is without talking about like the comic story in part let's do that after yeah yeah let's do that we'll talk about that after um, it does it deserves its own little like chunk of time um you know what for me this one like it's it's gonna be a little unfair. I mean, like to me, my score on this one's actually like a three point five. Um, I didn't like love this entire issue. Um, I think there was a little bit of issues with the art, and I mean, Pedro Andrea had been like solid the entire time. There were a couple of pages where I was just like, he just doesn't look as great. I think like the EXO involvement was kind of wonky, um, and the fact that like it's just the last issue, and it's just what a bummer that we're gonna end on this note, you know. But yeah, we got some cool stuff. We got, you know, the Rampage fight. Zealot showed back up again for just like a minute. Right. But, yeah, I'd go about 3.5. What about you? 
Yeah. Um, you know, from one of our old friends, the old former podcaster, Chris used to always say, you got to stick the landing on these last issues, right? You got to close oh, yeah. it out. And, and I totally agree with that. That's one thing he, he would say. Um, and I'm not so sure that it was the landing was stuck on it. Um, but you know what? I have to cut, I have to agree with you. I'm going to say 3.5. I don't think it was, you know, um, bad by any means. Um, but like, Part of it is being the end, knowing that this is the wrapped up, knowing there's not another issue kind of makes it go down a little bit. And that's because I felt like there was a lot unwrapped or left out there. And uh, it it didn't get – the ending was not nearly as good as the number one, right? Like when you compare yeah. issue number one to issue number 12, the that's where you're comparing it from the same series. Issue number one was phenomenal action art like all the way around and it was excitement and i just didn't get that big awe from this i didn't get that whole you know like oh man like you know bloodshot and we did get the the end at the end um so we know that this is the conclusion of this series even though it was written in the synopsis that's not always the case i think we got with killers it would to be to be return you know we've gotten that with a couple books to return even though we the rye rye book we got that at the end of rye uh we didn't get that here and so that was kind of, you know, what it was. We may have got something else that we could talk about here in a minute. But this 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 whole run is over. And, um, yeah, 3.5 with it. I, I did see some of the, the art where, like I said, I'm not saying it was bad. I don't think it equaled his quality that he had in issue, the issue number 11, too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was Rush, if it was Time. Um, but I mean, still, I'd like to see Pedro on some more books too. I think he was a really good add to the team for his art team. So, oh, yeah. um, I mean, and I think yeah. one thing that to mention too, is that like us bashing him for doing a couple bad pages, every artist does a couple bad pages, right? you know, or they do a couple pages that don't quite, uh, look like they, like, like they're doing their best work, you know? So it's like, I'm not trying to be critical of the guy where I'm like, Oh, get him out of here. Like, you know what? Put him on another night book. I'd be totally happy. I'd be really excited for not just for him, but for my own enjoyment. Right. Yeah, I dig it. And then, I mean, we always we always hit on colors. You know, I think you're going to get Mister Consistency with Andrew Dollhouse. So um, that's that. And then one thing on this book that this book had um, that kind of kind of surprised people from the beginning is that there was a little. I don't want to call it a backstory, but it was the back of the book. It was called the featuring a backup story. It was not a backup story. And that it kind was, of really <laughs> threw me off because why do this at the very end of the series? Yeah. So like what we're saying is like the, the issue ends with the way it ends. Tim Silly's run ends. And then we get a four page story. Um, oh, I don't want to call him comic story. His name it, is it, Benny Potter. Potter. Yeah, but May Potter, he, he does that show comic story and on YouTube, and he and he knows his stuff, you know. Um, he does what's basically like a synopsis of what's happened in the last couple of runs of Bloodshot, and it's really cool. It'd be a really cool thing, I think, if this showed up in a free comic book day book, where it's like, hey, haven't read Bloodshot for a while. Here's four pages to tell you what's kind of gone on with the character to help you get excited for like where we're gonna go with him. It was like a yearbook ending, right? Yeah. It was just something that felt really out of place here. Like, hey, like here's four extra pages. And I mean, that's cool. Right. But it's no just, no dialogue. It was out of place. Yeah, no dialogue. 
It was, it was actually reminding me if I was watching one of his videos and, and he had a video that was, who is Bloodshot? Bloodshot is Ray Garrison, a creative project writing spirit. And he took out the Gen Zero kids, but he has always failed. You know, I don't know. It just reminded me of something that I would have heard from it. Um, but I mean, it does do a great job of summering up everything Bloodshot up into this actual series and Bloodshot Rising Spirit. But uh, the end of the page is what the very last page of that is what got me excited. So Bloodshot Returns, or they calling it Death Returns 2022. Yeah, so I mean, like, I mean, I guess, like, the one good thing about this, and it's the same thing with Exo Man War, is that, like, we know the character's getting shelved, but we have an idea of when the character's coming back. So, next February, which is kind of weird because, um, and this is, it's only weird to me because, like, generally March has been the big launch month. You know, like, it seems like they've always tried to have, like, the really big book hit in March. That's, that's what gets everybody excited for, like, what the rest of the slate's going to be. But February 2022. Um, oh. Or I guess maybe it's just 2022. I don't know. Yeah. I thought I yeah. took it as two. I took it as like two, like February and then 20. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, no. 2022. It could be like some other time too. So I'm not the brightest guy. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking temper. So like this could just be like something totally different. I'm just reading into it my own way. But uh, yeah, next year we'll get Bloodshot, and uh, I don't know, man. Let's, you know, it, we got to get some books. I mean, this was this isn't like necessarily like the the new regime's problem as much as like it's just been Valiant's problem after they got past like the first wave of books. Like, let's get some of these books past twelve, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you got that great Exo run. You had the great Harbinger run. You had a pretty good uh, uh, Archer and Armstrong run at the beginning. Um, God, Ninjak was a great run. Rye had that the way Rye did it seemed like a sustainable run, which was really cool. With yeah. the uh, the breaks, it didn't get a whole lot of series though. It didn't get a whole lot of issues. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's like it'd be nice to get that long run. But I mean, sales are going to determine that. It's going to be pushed off on sales. Um, if you're not selling the book, you know, it's not going to happen. And um, that's where that's at. And I want to touch base, close out this comic story and conversation is Juan Jose Rip's art, and that was, I, I dig it. I think mm -hmm. he he, he, he uh, did some really good flashback art. Um, and from what I've known or heard, um, I actually think I talked to Benny at like Emerald City a year, two years ago, three years ago, and he told me about, he wrote this story for Bloodshot like three years ago. Um, so it was a long time ago. And if you remember, I think at that Emerald City comment, that must have been 2017 because he and rob comics comics explained uh where um they led the the panel there was a valiant comic panel that they led uh with those guys so and that was during uh just before ninjack versus valiant universe came out so it, i think it was 2017 and then 2018 i think is when ninjack versus came out and just all of the other things was that, that came the year out. that i met you there uh no it was i it was the year after i believe Oh, I don't okay. think you were at that one. That was a year you didn't come. I think you went yeah, to C2E2 year. Oh, no, I went to WonderCon. Yeah, that's right, WonderCon. The, the right. year that I didn't go, I went to WonderCon. Um, and I missed yeah. you guys so much. Even though I, didn't, so, I barely knew you. I was, I was, I was like, oh, I wish I could go. So um, this was just kind of, from what I understand, I could be wrong, could be a totally different story. 
uh, but it was sitting around for Valiant for a couple years before they got to where they're at right there. So, yeah. And I thought he did a good job with it. You know, he knew his, his history on it. And I, and one thing I saw a lot of people complaining about was like, well, why does he get to do this? You know, like, what, what, why does he get to have a story? And it's like, if he wrote this story that many years ago, there's a possibility that like there was a different group of people running Valiant mm-hmm. when he wrote this and, and sold the story to him or whatever, you know? So, well, and it probably wasn't even sold. It's probably, hey, will you do this for us? Yeah, and he and used to do really he used to do awesome. work on the um, the humble bundles. You know, they used to they used yeah. to have those little like videos that he did on those. So I mean, it's, it's not like he doesn't have like any knowledge of the characters. And and he we're probably, saying he already he had a foot this, in the door. We're saying he wrote this comic. I wouldn't even say that he wrote this comic. He reviewed this comic much in the same way he reviews the stories on on YouTube. Yeah. It's just going to give him writer credit since the way it is now. But it was a lot like the captions he would do if he was doing a Who's Bloodshot story. Um, very similar on recapping that. So, um, But yeah, and on that, Bloodshot coming 2022, that is uh, where I'm excited. And then at the end, I also get that advertisement. That I do need to buy that um, BCW port portfolio with Bloodshot on it. <laughs> Yes. And then that Shadow Man Deluxe cover is going to be pretty awesome. But I'm getting frustrated with them doing colored uh, or non-colored white um, spines on their Deluxes. All of the other ones before were all colored. And the last four of them, I believe, I could go back there and count, all have white spines now. And that's, oh, do they really? Yeah, so they don't kind of go with that color motif that was happening. So oh. change the flow of it. Come on, Valiant. Yep. God damn it. My shelf, man. If they're yeah. all going to be white, they're all white. That's great, but they're not already. So, well, they need. You gotta have the. You have to have the different colors. I mean, like Shadowman Volume Two's got that nice, like bright blue. Like I'm trying to think, like what, like a teal almost. Oh, I just yeah. love how it looked. Plus, it was a great cover. I, you know, one of the things that I always bitch about when I had the deluxe editions, <laughs> I would always be like, okay, when they make like the Faith one, it's got to have this cover. When they make like Shadowman. It's got to be like this cover. It never is. It's always like a cover I would never expect them to, to use. <laughs> yeah, some of it. You know what the one I was uh, – I think it was the Secret Weapons. I'm glad I got the the uh, local comic book day one because it had the better cover than the one that came out on mm-hmm. the regular. Um, but, yeah, I've seen them with a couple of books doing that, but I'm counting up there. I think it's four books. The last four hardcovers um, have had that, so – Britannia, uh, the second print of Divinity, uh, what is it, Harbinger Wars 2, Ninja K, all with white, you know. I mean, just, and then they we're going to get Shadow Man with white. And then I think I saw the new Livewire was solicited uh, for later in the year with a white one as well. So Mm-mm. Change it. <laughs> change it up, guys. Change it up. We got to see those different colors. I think yeah. that's one thing that make it look, look flashy on a – it's cool because when if you ever look at somebody's comic book collection – and you could totally spot the Valiant books by that, like the way those are. They look great on a shelf. Yeah. I think, I mean, a counterpoint to that, though, is a lot of people who like buy, say, all the X-Men trade paperbacks that are coming out right now post-Hickman, they all have the same color and everything. Like those Dawn of X heart, like trade paperbacks, they all look the exact same pretty much except for like the number. So maybe part of it's that. Maybe there's something there that people are like, hey, we would rather have them all that way. To me, like, I like having the different colors. I see it exactly as you do. Just keep the same design. 
So like that top, that black box at the top with Valiant and the V. Yeah. You got to keep that. You know, you got to keep the, the the way they look. If they ever change the spines, people should riot because there's <laughs> nothing worse than like when you have like twenty books, and then all of a sudden like they're like, hey, you know what? Screw everything before we changed everything with the way they look now. Everything's changed around. It's the worst. I hate it. I used to have, oh, probably like 20 or so of those absolute, those DC absolutes. And then all of a sudden they just changed something with like the logo because they, DC can't keep a logo to, to save their life. Yeah. It's just like, this looks like shit then. out <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Tom King's uh, Batman run, I think the first four had the, uh, like the blue and white stripes that they kind of had because of the rebirth. And then they, then they went to like, you know, more of a basic, you know, basic look that didn't have that. And since it was still running off of Rebirth, I just felt like they should have kept that uniform um, mm-hmm. just to have like a good run. Like, okay, match the run together instead of changing it up. Um, and then to change that, they the new run or the continued run of it, the next, del- the next uh, hardcover came out with like a smaller size. It was more like a trade size than it was a deluxe size. And so it's like, uh, doesn't look good on a shelf. Yeah, so, I, I, I want to say, I want to say that like Jeff Johns Green Lantern run when they when they put up the three omnibus of that. Oh yeah, I want to say two of them have. Well, one of them uh, has like one a, logo, and the th- the third one has like a different logo. And then I think now, because they've been reprinted, you can get them like yeah. they're all just like different logos. Yeah, I I have those, and they. You know what? They look like the same logo what I have there, but they're like the fonts are slightly off. Not the, you know what I mean? They're not like boom straight. They're like this one's here, this one's here, this one's here. Like one's yeah up, low, down, you know, beside. And then I kind of wish like the Blackest Night Deluxe that I have right here would have kind of matched it a little bit too. So yeah, I got all those books somewhere. I want to get them bound at some point, but it'd be a lot of volumes. Yeah. Especially yep. if you go all the way through, like, brightest day. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's just it's a lot. To... There's a big box collection that's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, um, I saw that. But those things cost, like, $500. Oh, God, they're expensive. Yeah. And then up on board, I have, uh, speaking of things coming out soon, uh, what do we got next? Next week, Savage number two. And then, ooh, yes, March 21st, that Shadow Man, Andy Diggle, um, and you own the middle cover to it. Shame. Yeah. Thank we you, got James. Savage 3, April 14th. We got Exo Man Award Book 1 trade paperback on the 21st. And then the long-awaited, very anticipated Shadow Man number 1, April 28th. So, Man, a lot of Savage in our future. You know, hey, I, I know that people at Valiant hear this afterwards. It would be awesome to, because we just don't have a lot to talk about. But I'd love to know what the um, the bonus content is in that Shadow Man book, because I'm not going to have it. But because um, then maybe we could talk about. It. We've read the story, you know. They used to send yeah. out PDFs of the of the deluxe editions. Yeah, we just need we need episode content. Yep, give us that give us that deluxe information. We love it, yeah. and uh, yeah, that way we could talk about. You know, just that piece. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. it was really cool. Um, I think I was listening to a conversation the other day, and I kind of bounced this off of you because I thought it was a really good conversation. And they were asking, 
in comics in general, what is the best legacy character? Mm. And so I was thinking Valiant. What's the best legacy Valiant character? Um, because like I think that was a, a kind of like a theme, a, a little um, – that was coming out with, you know, a bunch of books with Valiant at that time, because you had the shadow man, which really brought out, you know, the, the history of the shadow man, right. The previous shadow men that were there before. And then you had Ninja K, which also talking about the previous ninjas in the MI6 program. Um, so you had that. And, and I just felt like there was a little bit, and then we kind of had that with bloodshot reborn too, uh, with the Bloodshot Squad, right? It was kind of like a legacy of Bloodshot. Um, and then I think even Exo Manowar kind of had that with Armor Hunters and everything uh, when they were talking about all the different Exo armors that have been out before. So it's been a kind of, uh, it's been a long given trope to comic books. And there's, you know, between there those right there, there's some that have legacy. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, and 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 I th I think for me like it's hard to say like what maybe ends up being the better one to me. I was stoked on the Bloodshot Squad mm -hmm. when they first when they first appeared, you know. But they're all pretty similar, you know, because I mean they're just like a bunch of dudes with kind of like the same ability, and the only thing that sets them apart really is just like the war that they fight in, you know. Right. Um, and I mean that's the same thing with like anybody who takes on the Shadow Loa. But I thought that maybe that chunk of the storyline was a little bit more interesting right. because it wasn't just like they're in a different war. Like that part of Diggle's run on Shadow Man takes place in different, just like in different places entirely around the world and in different, like, like it's, I mean, it goes back to like the 1800s and it was just kind of like all over the place, but in such a good way. Um, and I really think too, like, that, that run of Shadow Man is the best Shadow Man run that we've had since the early 90s Valiant. Agreed. I, I, I Easily. Was... The, I mean, I, I love what Justin Jordan did, but Justin Jordan is not on the revamp long enough for my taste. And as much as I could t I could go pull book after book out of my collection of Peter Milligan's work that's awesome, none of it would be a Shadow Man, which is a real bummer. Because <laughs> I right. remember when he was going to be on the book, I was so excited. Yep. I just don't like it. You know, it's one of those books where I'm just like, this is not anything that gets me excited at all. It was the end of times, right? So, and, yeah. End of um, days. And yeah, some. End yeah. times. End times. End times, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, reading that and then, like, the last uh, four issues he did on the run, it's just, no thanks. <laughs> but I thought what Diggle did on this, was great because he really did kind of bring the character to a place where like it got rid of all the crappy baggage. It, it, they, they had him ready to do stuff and the book ends in a way where I feel like Colin Bunn doesn't have to do a bunch of work to reestablish the character at all. Right. You know, it's it such great justice to leave that character where it was right. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to better the character. Uh, leave him in a great spot. I really think he did a lot of justice. And it's funny because I think sometimes that's 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 good when that happens. Sometimes it's I'm going to leave him in this disarray and I'm going to watch somebody get him out because that helps to write the story as well too. Um, because I really thought he did a great job doing that and getting out of that magpie. Um, mm -hmm. That was a great job and that was phenomenal. 
um, that we were able to have that because I mean Matt Kent helped with uh, rapture. Was rapture. He helped that with a lot with a rapture, and that was a great story with both mm-hmm. Matt, with uh, Ninjack and Shadow Man. That I loved that, and it really set Andy Diggle up. Um, but he did a good job of totally pulling that out, re, uh, re-establishing the status quo for Shadow Man. And uh, I think uh, Colin Bunn's in a great spot for it. But the one that I was thinking that I think has one of the coolest histories, one of the coolest uh, array of future things that can be told based based just off legacy is the Ninja program with Killers. Um, that... There's just so many cool characters. Most of them are still alive. Um, there's a lot of mythos around it as well that is is really deep as well. Um, but Shadow Program as well with the voodoo, you know, Shadow Program, Shadow Man and, and, and the voodoo. Um, and just the really dark places that that can go off is still great as well. Um, but I just think overall legacy to a degree and what that legacy can produce ongoing now um because of killers i would i love the ninja program as far as ongoing legacy and then scott bloom does a great one of course that has the amazing geomancers i mm-hmm. uh, would love to get like a geomancer book and see i think you've said it the the tama uh eternal warrior needs to happen we need to get some more of that so yeah hoping hoping that i would love to see um dan abnett do some eternal warrior yeah Man, I can't even it's, – it's too hard to answer the legacy thing because, I, I mean, I love Shadow Man. And I think if Ninja K never happened, there'd be no doubt in my mind it'd be Shadow Man. But, like, I loved Ninja K. And Ninja K is, like, a – just a phenomenal book, man. It's, like, it's in the top – it's one of the top books Valiant's ever done. So, for anyone listening, like, I that might be a bold claim. Especially when I think about the fact that it's Christos Gage and I've never really like loved his work outside of anywhere. <laughs> but like that book is it just blows the doors off, man. It's so like good. Huh? I, well, I loved he did the best Shadow Man story or uh, Spider Man story in the video game. Oh yeah. It's, it's, writing it's, with it's weird like how that all kind of like all these things kind of just like happened out of nowhere where it's like Yeah. I was like because I have the game and I was like, the game's great. Oh, he wrote it. <laughs> and that's like he's doing Ninja K. Oh, okay, and it was awesome. And, and that like, same time, he also it. had Daredevil, the season one Daredevil on on yep. Netflix. Yeah, a great one. So he had a lot of stuff at once, and his his uh, Bloodshot Harcourt was uh, kind of that was ran short, I believe. Something happened that cut that one short as well. So kind of kind of stinks that that keeps happening, but uh, yeah, ultimately um, some good stuff coming out. And uh, thank you for you know entertaining me in that uh, thought and and i think i would give that to everybody who's watching too who do you think the the best legacy characters are within valiant and also like within comic books in general who who which comics in general have the best legacy that you guys liked uh do you have an answer for yourself on that outside outside of valiant oh man the thing is like i mean i love uh Oh, I don't know. It, it'd be something Marvel-related from like when I was a kid. You know? Yeah. The problem is, is that nothing that's new really like grabs me. Yeah. The only thing I could even kind of think of would be like X-Men in that regard because like the things Hickman's done. Mm-hmm. Like it's always been good. But you know who it is, I think? Like, like well, 
even though it's just like one person legacy, it's Daredevil. Daredevil's like the most consistently well written character like out of the big two characters. Yeah. Because I mean, if you look at like the entire history of him versus like a lot of them, it's really weird how like people really bring like an A game when writing Daredevil. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, I could say that too. And and, yeah. and I and I'm thinking like legacy of multiple characters that have came through that role, played that homage. Yeah. Um and he's yeah. had he's had it only a tiny bit like that. But I also just think like if you think about like the overall like he's you know he Matt Murdock is that character. He does I mean right. like right now it's like um Electra. But like spoiler alert, you know. But um yeah. <laughs> I just think though like the legacy of that character like has always been good with just one character, like one person under the, the cowl. Right. And uh there's just a ton of great after great after great runs on the book. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking with mine, I think I would have to go just because of what the characters have done after would be the Boy Wonder. I think Robin would, you know, what's happened oh. with him, the many pe people that have played him, but seeing what, where Nightwing is, seeing where Red Robin is, seeing where uh, Red Hood is, and then to me, one of the best, the best rendition of Robin right now is Damian Wayne, and it's just, to me, I just always, I think that one, just that character, that role, that superhero um name costume what all what what all comes with it has uh been pretty awesome so have you always liked damien like since um since he was introduced yeah hmm. i just loved his attitude i just i i i dug damien i mean don't get me wrong i still think dick grayson's probably the best robin but i think he's a better uh nightwing yeah. um and, uh, you know to that degree, I think they're all in really good places as far as like the character themselves and who they are as superheroes now is really good. Um, but I've, I love Damien as that. I think he just embodies that. And, uh, whew, you know, yeah. I was gonna say, I love all the super son stuff like with him oh. and jo Jonathan Kent. Um, because the both characters are so different, mm -hmm. but they work really well. And there's something right. kind of cool about the, like, like, the kid versions, you know, they're fun. And one thing I really hate that DC has done is that they let Brian Bendis age up Jonathan Kent. I yeah. think it's a, it's awful. <laughs> they should have just kept him as a kid. Yeah, he so. should age differently because of it. But yeah. All right, man. Well, it looks like we'll see each other next week with uh, Little Savage number two. Yeah, be here or don't be. Are you listening? <laughs> or, or, or just listen to us while you're driving down the road on Spotify or something. Yep. You know. Pull us up that way if you can't always watch. But we appreciate you guys chatting. Scott Scott Bloom, you've been on there chatting tonight. Please appreciate that. Anybody yeah. else who's jumped on? We've had a couple people jump on throughout the show. Yeah. I'll awesome. say Dario Hernandez showed up, and I, I've been following him. Dario. Yeah, he's been working on his own book. So uh, uh, good luck yeah. on that, Dario. Like, yeah, I've been checking out your pages. They look cool. Awesome. Well, everybody, y'all, this is it. 187. 187. <laughs> the big 187. And this show's dead.